It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. And it's unfortunate that Michael King uh, hurt his elbow in the eighth last night. And unfortunately, reports are that he is done for the season. What does that mean for the Yankees and Brian Cashman? It means that he's going to have to be even more so active and attractive, my opinion, as we get closer to the August 2nd trade trade deadline in regard to how he's going to bolster uh, this uh, this rotation, let alone the bullpen. Welcome in, Anita Marks with you uh, for the next three hours, with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon on this Saturday, this wonderful, beautiful, I know it's hot, it's been hot. I finally got, guys, by the way, we've got uh, Jake and Ty who are producing the show today. Of course, I'm sure you heard them with Dave uh, just a second ago. Uh, I finally got my AC working. All week I had no AC. Oh, that's, Could you imagine? Oh, no. That's Could you terrible. imagine? That's yeah, and, and and oh, by the way, I I had I had to do TV. It was the so, hottest week of the summer. Yeah, and so I'm I'm sitting here in uh, in, in in my back studio room, and I'm like I'm sweating profusely uh, while I'm doing TV. No, so yeah, I just want to let folks uh, folks who tuned in, it wasn't because I was nervous. It was just because I had no AC. I, I, I mean, nervous. if there if if ever there nervous. was a week, right, Ty? If ever there was a week that you didn't want to lose AC, it, it was, was this, this past week. week. It was the hottest week of the summer to date. <laughs> and Every it's one of, it's one of those weeks high. too where you walk a block and you start sweating from just like walking like a step or two all of a sudden you look and you're just drenched in sweat it's just it, it was it, it's been ridiculous Make sure but y'all yeah putting deodorant on man don't be out here musty <laughs> yeah and don't and don't use the toms okay for all you like you know uh, earthy Want to be natural people? Oh, yeah, don't, nah, don't don't go. No, to Tom's doesn't though. work. Listen, I, right? Like Tom's. I'm sorry. Um, thank goodness that they're not an advertiser here on 98.7 ESPN because just Tom's does not work. Um, don't use that. But nonetheless, uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. Really excited. Um, we're gonna hear from Rock Kubatko, very dear friend of mine. Uh, I lived in Baltimore for quite a few years and uh, worked with him on Radio NTV down there in uh, in Baltimore. He's been covering the Orioles forever and a day. He's been covering Major League Baseball for a long time. So excited to get him on the show. We'll talk about, of course, the Yankees and the Orioles series as uh, they embark onto game number two. As I said, the Yankees did beat the O's last night 7-6. to six. Thank goodness, even though Tyone could not get through three innings. He gave up four hits, two runs, two strikeouts. It's, uh, listen, uh, let's, let's be honest. Got to call spade a spade. A little shaky situation here for the Yankees and Yankee fans right now. Feeling like peacocks about a week, two weeks ago, right? Like bolstering those feathers, walking around town like, yeah, yeah, we got this. We got this. Now, a lot of uncertainty happening here in regard to the starting rotation as well as the bullpen. We're going to dive into all of that. Um, And again, Rock Kubako is going to join us. Obviously, the other bigger picture storyline in pertaining to Major League Baseball is the potential trade with Juan Soto. The Nationals, of course, as we know, he turned down. Can you imagine, guys, turning down a 15-year, $440 million deal? It must be nice being so good at your job that you can do that, right? Whoa. Not too so, bad. And Scott Boris is his agent. Did I, I, have I shared, did I, 
have, have I done shows with you before where I've, I've shared with you my, my Scott Boris story? I think so, but if you would like to repeat it, I'm sure the audience would love to hear. Well, I'll, I'll make it really like so. So I'm at a bar in in Baltimore, and it's late. Um, and it was it was a bougie hotel on on the Harbor East. So we're sitting. And it, it must have been. I mean, I had gone to dinner. <laughs> I had gone to dinner and um and came back from dinner and so this was this was like an after dinner like before we went up to 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 you know uh, what what do people usually say retire uh into my my evening night um stopped off at a bar in in the hotel lobby with my friend Belacy Belacy who's my hairdresser slash best friend here in uh in Hoboken came with me so we're, we're sitting in a bar and um and i look it's just it's her and i and then it was like a round circular bar and on the opposite side were two gentlemen i look over and i'm like god that looks like scott boris i swear i think that's scott boris i mean obviously the orioles are here in town like it wouldn't be weird for him to be in baltimore right i'm sure he represents a few players on the baltimore orioles so i called the bartender over and i said listen i said if that is scott boris i would like to buy him a drink and the bartender's like oh i can't tell you who it is confident like 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 if there's like hipaa laws right at the bar whatever so i said what i said look at any point in time if you think that it's scott boris i'm happy to buy him a drink so anyway five minutes later we get drinks are sent over to us so obviously it's scott boris the bartender must have said something anyway so we walk over we introduce ourselves so anyway, he thinks that I'm some blonde who doesn't know anything about sports, right? And so I, I asked him, I said, so what are you doing in town? And he says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a neurosurgeon. I said, oh, really? And he said, yes, I'm a neurosurgeon and I'm in town for a conference. So for an hour, this charade went on with us and Scott Boris, and he was pretending to be a neurosurgeon. And we were doing these little things at the bottom. Like, you know, when you take, you, you, have you guys ever done anything like where you take the orange and you throw it up and you like bounce it off uh, the, your, your, like the, the, your, your arm? Do you know what I mean? You try to catch it. I know exactly. You know, you, yeah. I've done you know, that. bar Olympics, right? Bar mm-hmm. Olympics. Like you're flipping the coasters. You're trying to catch as many coasters as possible. So, so now we're, we're engaging in bar Olympics, um, you know, I mean, it was just, it was, it was a bizarre night. So at the end of the night, he says to me, he says, well, so where are you from? And I said, well, I'm originally from Miami, Florida. And he said, oh, really? And I said, yeah. I said, I'm actually quite friendly with Alex Rodriguez. And he just rolled his eyes and he's like, check please. And that was it. We walked off. They walked off. He knew, he knew we knew he was lying. And that was the last I've seen of Scott Boris. But yes. Uh, um, yes. Neurosurgeon Scott Boris. <laughs> I, I'm, I just, I, I, it was very comical. And like, we went around, like, I turned to Blasey, I said, Blasey, let, let's just play along. Let's play along. This is going to be fun. Anyway, um, that's my Scott Boris story for what it's worth. Anyway, um, let's, get, let's get back to the Yankees and Juan Soto. So there are a number of teams, Scott Boris represents Juan Soto. And so there are a number of teams out there that um, are, reports are in. In what do we want to call it, guys? The waters in the, um, in the running, in the hunt. How do we want to phrase it for Juan Soto? It's the, the it's the the rich MLB teams because we've seen. Uh, well, it's more. I mean, so, I'm hearing. 
You I'm know, hearing the car. Okay, yeah. so the rich, the rich MLB teams are the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Mets. Those are your four teams with the largest payroll. Correct. Yes, they are in it. But I'm also hearing Seattle. I'm also hearing the Giants. I'm also hearing the Rays and the Cards. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to believe the Rays would be in it because they are usually more of a small budget team. But to your point, there are less than a handful of, or two, you know what I mean? There's less than 10 teams that are really in the running for a guy like Soto because not a lot of teams will give out a $500 million contract. So this, these next couple of weeks on where arguably the best young player in baseball goes is going to shape out the rest of this season because if he does go to a contender, they obviously get a huge boost going into October. There's no denying that, but also... And, and, and again, right, like prior to us going on air, right, guys, there's like legit report now. Now we've assumed, right, and, and that the Yankees were going to be bidders in regard to Juan Soto. But you guys say that you came across a tweet just recently today, right, reporting like for sure that the Yankees are or have already reached out to Washington and have already opened up lines of communication for a potential trade, correct? Yeah, so at, at 10.52 a.m., Mm-hmm. This very morning, Jack mm-hmm. Curry of the Yes Network, who Yes Network, who does an excellent job, uh, pre and post, says the following: The Yankees have reached out to express interest in acquiring Juan Soto. Now it's a matter of the Nationals telling the Yankees and other teams what they want for a generational talent. It's early in the process. Both sides must determine if there's a match in terms of talent exchange. Now. To me, as a Yankee fan, I don't want to get my hopes up uh, too quickly and too prematurely. So I'm just wondering what it means to express interest. Like it's it's one thing to you know put out an offer, put out an uh, put out an offer, and to gauge what what it's going to take to get him. It's another thing to actually start submitting players and, and proposals. So. Uh, we'll, we'll see what to make of this. If the Yankees do land Soda, obviously that's a game changer. And I don't even care if it if it leads to a long-term contract. You get him for three straight playoff runs, you're one of the best teams in baseball for three straight years, assuming health is not a question. Um, so a few things to digest here. And, and obviously we're going to spend, I'm sure, because we've already, phone lines are already lighting up, 800-919-3776. We're going to share, we're going to start the, at least the first hour talking all things Yankees. Um, pertaining to two big storylines. One is Michael King out now for the season. What does that mean for the bullpen, for this Yankees team moving forward? Bigger picture here, obviously, is the postseason. And Chapman, no bueno, right? Like, gave up two hits, three runs yesterday, almost single-handedly helped the Yankees lose to the O's. He's sitting with a 5.75 ERA right now. It sounds like Booney is still in his corner and supporting him, but... Man, the fact that King is out is uh, a huge blow as the number one setup man for the Yankees heading into whether it's Chapman or Holmes right now, as we know it's Holmes. Um, and, and we know how important his efforts were going to be needed in the postseason. So that's a huge hit right there. Number two, the talk and speculation of Juan Soto being traded prior to August 2nd. The Yankees being one of the teams, again, Jack Curry, confirming uh, that the lines of communication have already begun. And what does that mean for this Yankees team? Uh, this, is, this, this will be one of the biggest um, trade packages probably ever in the history of Major League Baseball, first and foremost. So understand that. 
So as you said, Ty, okay, you know, two years remaining on Juan Soto's contract. So obviously you get him this year and then there's two years remaining. But based on what the Yankees are going to have to give up for him is going to be pretty tremendous. And keep in mind, you bring Juan Soto on this, ke- on this team, you trade for him, it means no Aaron Judge for next year, okay? You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Washington Nationals offering a 15-year, $440 million contract that Soto turned down. He still has two years remaining on his deal. He's 23 years old. A trade package that potentially could happen will be record-setting in regard to Major League Baseball. Okay, whatever team goes out and, uh, and, and makes a trade deal for Juan Soto uh, will be giving up more than just the farm. Okay, the tractors, the pigs, <laughs> the, 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 everything, right? Why? As uh, Buster Oney referred to uh, Ted Williams, you're talking about the best on-base per- percentage two years straight, um, at uh, 427, Ted Williams was 481. So we, we all know what type of player Juan Soto is and what he would mean to a ball club and what he would mean to a lineup. But keep in mind, Yankee fans, you are mortgaging, mortgaging the farm. You, are, you will have to give away a lot of prospects. You will have to give away draft picks. And more than likely, that means no Aaron Judge Moving forward, this would be the last year for Aaron Judge. Keep in mind, Juan Soto is 23. Aaron Judge is 30. Aaron Judge wants a 10-year, $40 million plus deal, um, which obviously will pay him the, the tail end where he's 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, where, let's be honest, he is not going to be producing like he is right now. So keep that in mind for all you Aaron Judge lovers out there who've been calling into the show for over a month now saying that the Yankees need to pay Aaron Judge. He's the face of this organization. We cannot afford to let him go. Does that change your mind with Juan Soto uh, in the water? 800-919-3776. Let's go to Eli in Milford. Eli, you're up. Hey, Anita. Um, Great, great show. Love you. And, First, I want to comment. I, I love the story about Boris, and I would like to believe that he knew who you were and was leading you on. You, you, you think so? I don't. I don't. Thank you, Eli. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm blushing, but no, I don't believe he knew who I was. Um, but, uh, but good, good, good try, Eli. Thank you. Right. No, regardless. So, as much as I love Judge, right, and as much as I love Soto, and I would like to have Soto on a team. I don't want to mortgage my, my farm system in future. Um, I would rather go all in on getting a starting pitcher and another reliever. It's been over 13 years since we had a World Series, and I'd like to see one in the next year or two. And I think 
you know, if we get a, another starting pitcher and maybe another reliever, uh, I think we could do that. And I think, hey, listen, if Judge doesn't sign after this year, I'm sure we're going to go out with the Yankees, right? We're going to go out and we're going to get someone, you know, maybe not as good as him, but someone to, as close, right, to, to fill that, that, uh, that, that need. So I'm, I'm more for, hey, let's get, let's get starting pitching. Starting pitching, we know and it's proven, wins playoff, win the World Series. And look at the Yankees the last couple of years. We've always, we're missing that last piece of the puzzle. That's my take. Yeah, I mean, Eli, I hear you. Uh, again, it's 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 it really is a lot to consider, Yankee fans. I, and 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 I'm sure there's folks out there going, "What are you talking about to consider? It's Juan Soto. Are you kidding? Give up the world for him." But if you do, you 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 literally you are mortgaging your for, your your future in regard to, you know, all that this Yankees front office and in scouting department have done in building, you know, arguably. You know, I'm just going to say top 10 farm system in Major League Baseball, right? And, and what, what have we heard from Brian Cashman? We've heard, uh, you know, prospects untouchable. Well, you know, obviously Juan Soto, that, that, <laughs> that uh, really uh, sets a, a different scenario, right? Like, like you know, that type, of, that type of mentality, that type of philosophy off the table when you're talking about Juan Soto. But... You know, at the same time, you, you've really got to consider, and, and, and Ty, I know you said, listen, he's got two years left re- remaining on his deal. If, if you're the Yankees and you are, you know, giving up the farm to get him, boy, you know, you, you want him on your roster more than just yeah. two years. Well, two plus, because it's, it's the rest right, of the this season. Year, right, this year and then the next two, and right. Yes, you obviously want to find, uh, facilitate a way into locking him out to a long-term extension. I get it, but... My thinking just is like these prospects and Nick fans do it. Like we, we, we want to hold on to these prospects for dear life, not understanding that the odds are they're not going to all pan out. It, like Juan Soto has already panned out. He's 23 and on a Hall of Fame trajectory. He's got a chance to be one of the greatest players we've ever seen, and you've got a chance to get him. So if it means mortgaging your future, then you, you have to do it because – this gives you a legitimate shot to compete for a championship for the next three years and maybe beyond if you're able to lock him into an extension. That's just my behind it. No, no, I, I, I hear you, but it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to consider. It's a lot to consider, and I can understand both sides of the equation. Let's go to, uh, is it Julian in Manhattan? Julian, welcome in. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Happy Saturday. Hi. Same to you. Uh, I just want to talk about, I'm not even a Yankees fan, I'm a Mets fan, but I just want to talk about how, you know, I don't, I see this Juan Soto trade for the Yankees. It couldn't be more uh, ideal. I mean, you have Joey Gallo hitting, what is it? He's hitting like 164 right now. So I don't know why, if you're the Yankees, you wouldn't, and you're looking for your first ring in over a decade. I don't know why you wouldn't give up the farm for a guy who's going to get you there and who's already won a World Series. He's 23 years old. Why wouldn't you get rid of Joey Gallo and give up the farm for Soto? It just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, but, but at the same time, you know, Julian, again, you're, you're, I mean, reports are, and, and I'm not going to sit here and, and, and play general manager. It, it, it's above my pay grade, right? But reports are that this trade package is going to be above and beyond. Um, you know, like, and, and I'll compare it, right, to, like, because we've had a lot of conversation as of late in regard to, like, what the trade package will have to entail 
for the Nets to give up KD, right? Like, like, un- like five, six prospects, four first round draft picks, like, like a monster deal, right? Like in, in that regard, you want to, you want to make sure that again, it, it, what Ty and I were talking about that uh, the, the Yankees can, um, you know, extend the deal so that he is with the Yankees longer than just this year and in two years remaining, uh, that it's, it's a long-term deal with it's seven, eight, whatever. And, and from what I understand, the re- the big reason why Soto wants out of Washington is because they're in rebuild mode right now. And he doesn't want, you know, he's in the prime of his career. He doesn't want to rebuild. He wants to go to a team that can win right now. We know that's the Yankees, but at the end of the day as well, and we, we've got a lot of calls coming in and we'll come back and I promise we'll get to all of you, uh, Valentino, Ryan, Jose, Morris, Dan, hang tight. And that is, you know, we, we've fielded so many calls as of late the last month in regard to Aaron Judge and what he means to this, this ball club. Not just what he means on the diamond, but also what he means in the clubhouse. And this would mean that this would be the last season for Aaron Judge. Okay, and, and so I, I think that's another thing to consider. Keep in mind, Soto's 23, Aaron is 30. You're talking about a seven-year difference. So age-wise, production-wise, like, yeah. But you do have to put a value amount on somebody who has been the face of this franchise for quite a while. And a player that we have taken several calls with Yankee fans saying the Yankees have to sign him. He is the face of this organization. He is, he is the heart of that, that clubhouse. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESP. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Yen. Coach of the year. Here we go. Coach of the year. And uh, Staley is at 14 to one. Uh, Mike Daniel is uh, Mike McDaniel is 16 to one. Hackett 16 to one. Josh McDaniels 18 to one. Uh, Dable is 18 to one as well. So St- Staley is favored at 14 to one, but Dable's up there. Why is he? And this is something that uh, Jake and Ty had uh, had had questioned, and and it's a really great question. So. Uh, I came across these stats and follow me here. So, and, and, and these, I don't mean to depress Giants fans, but, um, but this just needs to be stated. So looking at the last five years of the Giants, and we're talking about McAdoo, Shermer, and Judge. All three horrible coaches, okay? Um, 40 games in that tenure, in, in the five years with those three coaches, 40 games have been decided, decided by one score. And the Giants went 15 and 25 in those games. 21 of the 81 games, the Giants led at the half. 21 of 81 games, the Giants led at the half. At home, the Giants in this five-year 
period, are 12 and 40. They average 17 points a game, and they only have scored 74 touchdowns at home in the five-year period. Um, and here's, here's really where it gets really ugly. Do you guys know this? I'm sure you don't because I, I didn't know this and this shocked me. And, and it, it <laughs> in five years, the Giants have been at 500 or below 500 every week for the past five years. So we, we actually did know this. We did because Dave mentions it a lot as a diehard Giants fan. It's been crazy to think that this team for one, not just one week no. has been over 500. And that's, again, because it seems like every year, especially over the last five years, they just have these terrible starts, which, again, if the Giants were 2-2 two and two going into week five, the enthusiasm and the excitement over the, a team that starts off at 500 would be incredible because every year this team starts off with a loss. So, that to your point, it's an it's actually an unbelievable stat that if you've watched the Giants over the last five years, it is believable because it's true and they've been terrible every year to start the season. But but here's the thing. The NFL, there's so much parity in the NFL that there are teams out there that are not good. Okay, you look at their roster and there are teams out there that are not good, but for for the, I mean, just I know, I know I use this phrase a lot, but like truly marinate. Marinate in the fact the Giants have been below 500, either at 500 or below 500, never above 500, every week for the past five years. And you look at this roster, and you've got to say, well, wait a minute. It's because of coaching. All the stats, all the negative stats that I just shared with you, it is hands down because of coaching. Uh, last year alone, three and three in one score games negative eight in turnover ratio and the sixth most injured team in the NFL. Okay. You could say, well, injuries, how does that, what, how, you know, why, why was Joe judge responsible for that? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just sharing with you. I, I mean, yes, there are a number of reasons why the giants have not done well the last five years, but a lot of the statistics and a lot of what we've seen um, has been because of coaching and it's been unfortunate. So I, I just share that with you just to say, I'm not surprised that Brian Dable is sitting here at 18 to one for a number of reasons. Number one, I believe in him as, as a head coach. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table on the offensive side of the ball with Daniel Jones. Now I'm not sitting here being a Daniel Jones apologist. I am not, uh, but I am one of the very few who do feel that uh, Daniel Jones could amount to something special in the NFL. Now, what does that mean? Am I saying that he's going to be a top five, top 10 quarterback in the NFL? No, I'm not saying that. He might possibly could develop into that. I, that that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Daniel Jones, to me, possesses skill sets that can help an organization and a franchise win ball games. And if you put the right system around him, could help you be competitive in the postseason, and who knows, possibly win a Super Bowl. The biggest knock for me when it comes to Daniel Jones is his health. Dude, like, he, ha like, but, you know, that's, to me, 
75% of health is hereditary. Yes, the other 25%, well, the other 20% is how well a player takes care of themselves. So 75% to me is hereditary, okay? The other 20% is a, a player's commitment to how he takes care of himself, what he eats, what he drinks, how much he sleeps, not drinking alcohol, obviously not doing drugs, coming in on his day off, getting the therapy, getting the treatment. And then the other 5% is luck. It really is luck, okay? So, um, you know, for me heading into this season, the biggest challenge I think for Daniel Jones is to stay healthy. If Daniel Jones can stay healthy behind a new and improved offensive line, the fact that they drafted Neal, I think Andrew Thomas is going to have a a stellar year this year. He really surged. He really did well towards the end of last season. Um, Behind those two book-in tackles that are going to present a better pocket for him, where I would imagine better pocket awareness because, you know, he's not going to be rushed to have to get rid of the ball extremely quickly. On top of that, I am anticipating not just Daniel Jones to be healthy, but everybody else around him, the, the, the supporting cast to be healthy. Saquon Barkley staying healthy. Galladay being able to be active and attractive. There are so many weapons between Kadarius Tony, Robinson, who they drafted, Sterling Shepard, if he could stay healthy, avoid the migraines, avoid all the other stuff. Um, and and I, I'm, I'm, I, I really like Ricky Seals-Jones. I think his potential hasn't even been tapped into yet. So with the amount of skilled position players and talent that now is around Daniel Jones, improved offensive line, Saquon Barkley staying healthy, and now with Dable, what he brings in, what we've seen him create in Buffalo with that offense, Kafka, him coming in with the offense that and knowledge and plays that he comes in from Kansas City, I, I I totally can see why Brian Dable is eighteen to one. That's a lot of ifs. I mean, you I, just went you just went on for seven minutes with a lot of ifs. Well, I mean, there's a lot of ifs. You could say ifs for for a lot of teams. Yeah, but not great teams. What do you mean? If if, if Patrick Mahomes goes down, Kansas City's done. Well, Andy Reid's not winning. Well, come what? on, that that. Obviously, I, if if your Patrick Mahomes also doesn't have an injury history like Daniel Jones does, right? But um, but I'm but but we're talking about injury and we're talking about football in the National League. So like I know I'm saying if, but like yeah, I, I mean it's it's I understand what you're saying. You're you're saying that it's it. There's a lot of players that fall into that if category, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes, a lot has okay. to go right. And, and be answered in the affirmative and in, in a positive way in order for this to unfold the way that you're out you, you, that the, in, way, in order for this to unfold in a favorable manner and especially like and I get it maybe Dable is going to be awesome but he's also never done this before and, and turning Josh Allen into an MVP caliber quarterback is one thing as an offensive coordinator now having to be at the helm of a 53-man roster and make in-game decisions in the blink of an eye and, and do all of these other things that he never had to worry about because he was under Sean McDermott, it's a different, it's a different game. I mean, it's the same game, but it's a different type of way you have to operate. And you know, maybe there will be some, some growing pains. 
I, I really don't get the 18-1 because what, what that tells me is that the, so this means the Giants are going to be contending for a playoff spot next year. Um, that, that, that would be the assumption, right? Like, like you can't, you can't, right. You can't win coach of the year if your team is not competing or at least, um, teetering on making it to the postseason. But here's, but, but here's the thing. This Giants team has been so bad for so long. It's like they are at the bottom of the barrel. So, you know, even if, even if, let's say, okay, I'm just going to throw this out and let's open up the phone lines because I know we're, we're, we're over time right now and I do want to continue this conversation. 800-919-3776. They go, they go what, eight, eight in, it's now 17 games, right? Eight and nine. So, so they go eight and nine or they go nine and eight. I still don't think they make it to the postseason at nine and eight. But let's just say they go nine and eight. Does, is, 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 is Dable still in the discussion? And, and let's go, they, let's say they go nine and eight and uh, Daniel Jones throws for 4,500 4, yards and uh, 28 touchdowns and maybe 10 or 12 interceptions. Let's say Daniel Jones has a stellar year. Nothing extraordinary, but solid and stellar. Giants are at 8-9, 9-8. Nine, nine They're teetering on possibly making it into the postseason, but they don't. They don't get that wild card spot. Is Brian Dable, based on where this team was the last and has been for the last five years, is he worthy of being in the discussion? 800-919. Because I think those are realistic expectations, okay? I think those are realistic expectations. 800-919-37. Keep in mind, the NFC East has the easiest schedule. All four teams, one through four, easiest schedule in the NFL this season. It is doable for this team to go 8-9. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. PN. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Ben in Union. Ben, welcome in. Hey, Anita. How are you? Hi. Uh, you know, I was listening to you talk about Daniel Jones, and I got to say I completely disagree with you on that. Uh, I haven't seen anything from him to indicate to me he is going to be a quarterback that can lead this team consistently year in and year out. And, of course, the goal is the playoffs. And I'm going to say this, too. is like Dave Gellman drafted this guy. Dave Gellman is the biggest clown in Giants history – and for the first, I mean, I've been watching the Giants, you know, since I was a kid. So since the mid '90s, when you know, a little after Phil, when Phil Sims was quarterback, then we went to Dave Brown. But Gettleman, I mean, I don't know what he was thinking, but really, after last year, last year was the worst season of Giants football I ever saw, and the least, and it, it, it made me like not look forward every Sunday to watch this team. But 
after last season, it's like I got I got to the point where it's like everything Gettleman drafted, and including Saquon, because I think they could have gotten something for him, just purge and just start over. And you know, it's like get rid of the stench, if you will, of Gettleman. But is but is it fair? And Ben, I appreciate the call. I understand where you're coming from, and I think there's a number of Giants fans who feel the same way you do. But is it fair to put that stench? On Daniel Jones, just because Gettleman drafted him? Listen, Daniel Jones has been through six, including his, his senior year, his final year at Duke. Six offensive coordinators. Okay? Um, horrible offensive line. One of the worst in the NFL. Saquon Barkley, no rushing game, no rushing attack. Saquon Barkley has not been healthy, as we know. Um, Jason Garrett, offensive coordinators, just let's be honest, it's called spade a spade, just absolutely sucked, okay? Um, talent, Evan Ingram dropping footballs, Sterling Shepard can't stay healthy, Galladay, where was he? Paying him a boatload of money, buku money. How many games did he play last year? How many touchdowns did he score? Yeah, what a joke. Kadarius Tony, what's up with the cleats? What's up with the shoes? What do you mean they don't fit? What do you mean you don't have the right, what? COVID twice. Couldn't get on the field. I, I mean, like, the list goes on and on. I, 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 don't, I don't, you know, you could be, I don't know, let, let, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a quarterback. You know, you could be, and, and I'm going to throw Dak Prescott, but people are going to be like, oh, you're comparing Daniel Jones to Dak Prescott. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, you, you, you can be an a, a upper echelon, top 10, top 15 quarterback in the NFL, play in this giant system that this organization has put together for the last five years and suck just as bad as Daniel Jones. Okay. So I want to see, I want to see Daniel Jones either succeed or fail in a system that is fair to him. And I don't think it is fair that we put the Gettleman stench on him because he was drafted by Gettleman. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This is Click. 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 Or don't. Very simply, here's the headline. Are you interested in clicking or not? That's right. It's time for Click or Don't Click. Uh, A fun way we take our tour around our wide, wide world of sport. We find out what is trending at 2.06 p.m. on this Saturday afternoon. Our producers always lead the way, and we've got Ty and Jake this afternoon. Gentlemen. Hello, Anita. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Uh, He's on the way back. Mm, I'm intrigued. I'm clicking. That would be Jacob DeGrom. Woohoo! Looks like we'll need just or at least one more minor league rehab start before rejoining that Mets rotation. He has been sidelined all season by a stress reaction in his right scapula and threw 60 pitches over five innings in a simulated game on Thursday at the team's complex in Florida. He was 
Mets manager Buck Showalter when asked about Jacob deGrom returning. Is deGrom going to need another minor league outing before coming back? That's the plan. He's going to pitch again. Try to get him up where when he comes back at the innings that he's capable of going if the other team cooperates doesn't uh, put our bullpen in harm's way. And I think it'd be good for Jake to get that mentally, emotionally behind him too. So what that means is DeGrom definitely will not be back in time to face the Yankees who are at City Field next Tuesday and Wednesday. The earliest possibilities for DeGrom to make his debut would be July 31 in Miami or the three-game series in Washington that will take place from August 1st through the 3rd. I, I, I think, ideally, uh, this works out for the Mets because you get two, you know, pretty subpar teams, and DeGrom, could, not, not that he needs to face mediocrity or atrocity, but to be able to work him back in against teams who aren't that good, you know, falls right in line with what the Mets have to be hoping for. So he should be back. Uh, had that start in the rehab pushed back a couple of days but looks like the Mets will finally get their ace back in the rotation yeah um I, I was looking you know the much anticipated subway series that kicks off on Tuesday right yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday I don't know about you guys but every day I've been clicking on uh, ESPN.com to see if they're posting what the pitching matchup is going to be and uh, the only pitcher that has been designated is Walker for the Mets, and that's on Tuesday. I would imagine that it's going to be Walker and Scherzer. So Walker, and, and again, Walker's the only one that's been designated. I, I'm Again, I'm assuming Scherzer will be on Wednesday. No pitchers have been designated yet for the Yankees. Well, just just FYI. I would imagine since Garrett Cole's pitching tonight, uh, that takes him out of that series against the Mets next week because he just wouldn't get enough rest between now and then. But, I mean, I was looking forward to potentially having a, a little DeGrom, Scherzer, Cole involvement in that series, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But DeGrom on the way back, that's really good news for the Mets and, and that fan base because the path to winning a championship this year does exist, but in my estimation, only if Jacob DeGrom is going to be healthy the rest of the way. I don't know that that's going to happen because I've we've watched this guy get hurt since 2020. I've got the stat here. He's only thrown 92 innings since the conclusion of, of the 2020 season. So all of a sudden, he's just going to be healthy and ready to roll as he ages and the injuries start to pile up. I don't know that that's true, but if he if it is, you know, if it is going to be answered in the in the way that the Mets fan hopes, you will have a, a good shot at winning the title. So, congrats to them. That was that sounded so sincere, <laughs> so sincere, Ty. Um, I, I mean, are, are you guys doing the same? By the way, like, have you guys been like checking out just to see like who the pitching matchups are going to be for for the Subway Series? Are you have you been checking every day like I have? Not every day, but yeah, looking forward with the anticipation. It might try to get out there for a game. Who knows? We'll see. Really? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. City Field is nice. I haven't been there in a while, but. Uh, that that would be the game to be at, either Tuesday or Wednesday. That would be fun. So I might have to make it happen. I'm going to try to go as well, and I know a lot of Yankee fans don't want to hear this. I'm a big, big, big Yankees fan. There are a lot of Yankees fans uh -oh. out there that think that City say. Field is <laughs> actually a better experience than Yankee Stadium. So don't kill me. I, I don't know which one I think. It, they're both really great, so we're lucky to have great uh, two great stadiums here in New York.
you don't you don't believe you don't i mean listen take your take your fandom hat off in regard to like just the all-around stadium experience regardless of who's playing there you don't agree that city is a more i, I think i do agree but yeah. there's one thing that I, I'm not the biggest fan of the new Yankee Stadium, but the one thing I loved about the old Yankee Stadium was just all the history there. Like, you're yes. playing on the same field as Babe Ruth. So once they knock that down, the new Yankee Stadium really has no, like, sh- nothing that makes it special to me. Uh, but City Field, I do believe, probably is a better just experience for a baseball game. There's nothing like the old Yankee Stadium. That place just got loud. It just it felt like for big games, opposing teams had a fear of coming into that ballpark, which is not the case anymore, and it kind of saddens me. Yeah, like the loudest the new Yankee Stadium has been was the wild card game in 2017 for Didi Gregorius's home run. Like that's there's a lot more history in the old Yankee Stadium. But moving on to my story, which I'm very very excited to tell you, Anita, because we mm-hmm. we discuss you know all different types of TV shows and documentaries and things that we're watching. I saw this and I said, oh my goodness, this will be perfect for click or don't click. So my click or don't click is the girlfriend who didn't exist. I know you're intrigued. I know you want to click on that. Absolutely. So if you had to guess on what athlete that describes, the girlfriend who didn't exist, who would you take a guess and say that's about? Give me the sport. It, football. Professional football. But this guy was very, very well known in college. Tim Tebow? Well, Tim Tebow, I think he's his girlfriend is our Lord Jesus Christ. But no, realistically, <laughs> there, the huge story that happened back in the day, we all remember Manti Teo. The whole, oh, right. He the, got catfish, right? Is the that whole, catfish? He, right? I, I'll be completely honest with you, Nita. To this day, I don't know exactly what happened, but there was this big... But whole isn't, wait, story isn't that about what it's a, called? It's, yeah, it's so, called cat, being catfish. Yeah, that's okay. When, yeah, but I don't think there even was someone behind. Like that's the whole thing. It's such a confusing thing. But if you are confused on the whole situation, like myself, Netflix actually announced over the week that they are releasing a new documentary called Untold: The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist, which unpacks the entire backstory behind Manti Teo's notorious fake girlfriend. So I don't really know the details. Again, if it was a catfish or if there was even a girlfriend in the... I remember this being one of the weirdest stories that I can remember. This guy was in the Heisman Trophy conversation to win the Heisman, be the Heisman winner. And all of a sudden, I just remember there being this weird story about a girlfriend that she was sick. And I just remember it being a huge deal. So I'm extremely excited to to check out this documentary on Netflix and see what it's all about. Because to be honest, his professional career was not that great. I know he was on the Chargers for a little bit, but he was really one of the more decorated defensive players in college football history. So Did he did he play at Michigan? I'm trying to remember it what It was what Notre you, Dame. Notre Dame, that yeah. was it. So yeah, he I mean he was they were in the BCS National Championship game. Uh-huh. A lot of people thought he was going to be a huge deal in the NFL, but then his whole career just all of a sudden, when you think of Manti Teo, you think of this imaginary girlfriend, unfortunately for him. So it's I'm extremely excited to check out this documentary. Again, it's called Untold, The Girlfriend That Didn't Exist. And Untold, I have actually haven't checked out any of them yet, but apparently it's already a series, a documentary series on Netflix. They had five episodes come out already, and what they do is they kind of take a deep look at it sports stories and take just you know a bigger deeper dive into it so i'm extremely excited 
to see uh, this whole backstory with Manti Teo. Should be really exciting and interesting. I'm sure. Um, you guys got one more before we take a break? Yeah, how about we recap this? Didn't get your thoughts on the, the big story the other day in the NFL, Cardinals star quarterback Kyle Murray agreeing to a $230.5 million mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. now among the richest quarterbacks. And this is so interesting because it just felt like, especially how last season ended with that abomination in the playoffs, and then you know there was this story about how Kyler had unfollowed all of his teammates and the team on Instagram. Uh, it felt like this was a, a looming divorce, but now he agrees to this five-year extension, and the deal is going to run through the 2028 season and includes $160 million in guaranteed money. I'm just laughing at all the people who told him playing football was a bad idea because he should have gone to play baseball. And uh, I think I saw the juxtaposition of uh, I forget which payroll they had it, but he's making more money than an entire baseball payroll. Um, so Kyler Murray, good for him. Uh, it's the A's. Jacob's telling me it's the Oakland A's. That Kyler Murray's making more money than an entire payroll for the A's. So, yeah, I guess he made the right decision choosing football where he's going to be paid a lucrative amount of money. Yeah, the you know the only difference is you know in baseball you know your 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 contract is 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 entirely guaranteed. Now but it also big, takes longer to get paid in baseball. You know, big big, you know, there's there's a nice size amount uh, that is guaranteed in his deal, and and we are seeing, especially when it comes to quarterbacks, more and more quarterbacks uh, whose deals are are getting fully guaranteed. So it's 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 on its way, but. Um, you know, when, when you, you know, compare the contracts of NFL players to NBA players and Major League Baseball players, you know, if, if I don't know, like, and you guys know how much I, I, I love football, but, um, you know, if I had the opportunity to play one or the other and, and financially and health-wise, um, that, that's really my biggest concern. Maybe I'm leaving my heart at the door in regard to the sport that I love the most, but if it's the bottom line, my 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 bank bankroll and my health and longevity, maybe I would I would tend to lean more towards playing baseball. Yeah, you know, I I get it. That that makes that makes a lot of sense. But congrats to Kyler Murray. Uh, that's awesome to see uh, him get that kind of a deal. Hopefully, it can and lead to some on field success for the Cardinals. What he he left us a lot to be desired in that last playoff game. Listen, and they and they like. Let's be honest. They had to do this, yeah, right? Like, did. you know, they they drafted Josh Rosen, brought in a coach the very next year, fired the coach after one year, uh, brought in Kingsbury, drafted Murray. Like, you know, there there is there's a rhyme and reason here, and they're so invested that maybe they didn't want to pay this kind of top dollar, but I, I feel like they had to pay this top dollar, um, especially in that division, trying to compete and contend with the Rams who are trying to run it back. And this is a, a really, really great opportunity for the Arizona Cardinals considering what's the latest with Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. You know, nobody's giving the the Seattle Seahawks a chance and understandably so, not to say that I am, um, but, uh, you know, that's another big storyline in that division. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.